Previously on Let's Talk Muppets. What are you saying? Well, what I'm saying is, I appreciate you making me the co-host. Uh-huh. And now I have to leave. I will pick bots with Frogman76. I'll pick bots with Steve. I'll pick bots with Boise. Well, I think it's pretty obvious that I believe in season two a lot more than you do, so I should get top billing on that song. Look, Steve Swanson had no good reason to try to put Skeeter in the Muppet Madness tournament again. I mean, what's this knucklehead thinking? Oh, is this mic still on? Well, I stuck by you long before you knew this Alley person, if that is her real name. Um, actually, it's it's Amy. Okay, I can understand, Kim, if you're interested in seeing other people, but Andy Pig? Well, if he's such a better man than I am, why don't you go marry him? Well, maybe I will. At least he doesn't judge every word I say. Okay, that's it. This relationship is over. I don't want to say for sure, but I said maybe I could come back and record with you on that final show. And now, the shocking conclusion to season one of Let's Talk Muppets. Oh, where the heck is Kermit? Hmm. Piggy keeps walking by my desk in different outfits. See, see, my favorite was the sexy financial aid officer at a junior college. Maybe <laughs> <laughs> key. Kermit? Kermit! Kermit! No. You're kidding. Really? Oh, hi guys, how's it going? I knew it! You're hiding from Piggy! Oh, no, 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 don't, don't be crazy. I, I am simply producing tonight's show from inside this drawer. <laughs> uh, has Bruno Mars' agent returned any of my calls? No. See, this is why you and Piggy are a disaster. What? You say I love you once, and the show's already falling apart. Gentlemen, there's no need to fear the love. What? Uh, hold your breath. What? What are you... Ah. Oh. <coughs> oh, hey, Kermit. Howard Tubman's pitching a bunch of his clients to replace Bruno Mars, mm -hmm. and I'm leaning towards Bobby Benson's band of babies who look like tiny monsters. Oh, no, 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 no. Just lean in a different direction. Hey, boss. Mm -hmm. These plus 11s are piling up. I'd love permission to maul the next one who asks if I'm the bear from The Revenant. Hey, how late is lunch, right? Okay, guys, this is a lot of things, and I really need to think so. Could somebody just shut my drawer, please? No, 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 no. You gotta nip this piggy thing in the bud so you can focus. No, no, don't listen to her. Her brain is so tiny. Hey, you don't want to get into a head size contest with me, prawn man, okay? I'm gonna tell you something. Here's the point. Will you stop fighting? Now, listen, there are just too many signs that Piggy and I can't be together and work together. Yes! But love! No, I'm gonna tell her that we should just be friends, but after the show. Right now, we have a job to do. Bobo, do with the guests, okay? On it. Pepe, do the writers have new sketches ready for tonight? Oh, no. We, we have not done a thing. But that's just because... Love. What? Will you stop doing that and write, write, write? Scooter, keep yeah. looking for a backup musical guest. Yeah. I am going to go try to talk to Bruno Mars' agent in person. No, 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 no. Oh, excuse me, miss. So sorry. It jumped out the ding-dang window. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the season finale of Let's Talk Muppets. On the menu today, we've got a bunch of surprises. Today's house special is Because Love, the 16th episode of The Muppets on ABC. Let's Talk Muppets is a part of MuppetHub.com's podcast series, 11 Point Collar, available in iTunes. Joining us this week are Jared Fairclough from The Muppet Mindset and Ariane Gallagher. Might we see the return of Steve Swanson? Stay tuned, listeners, to find out. And now, here's the man responsible for this so-called show, J.D. Hansel. This is it, ladies and gentlemen, the episode you've all been waiting for, when I finally 
am done and I can shut up and you can stop listening to this show. We have made it to the season finale of the first ever season of Let's Talk Muppets, the Muppet Review Show. I'm J.D. Hansel and I am so proud of how far this podcast has come. I have been thrilled to be a part of the Muppet fan world in this way, making this uh, pretty new kind of contribution with this new experiment that has gone so well. I've gotten to hear from a lot of new neat people who did not know my work before. Uh, Steve and I have gotten to have, have gotten to have, is that properly? Is that, I don't, is that grammar? I don't know if that grammars. I'm going to say it anyway. Um, we've had a lot of fun with some of our guest co-hosts who have appeared, and two of those people are here with me today, slash tonight. It's today in Australia, it's tonight for me. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, all the way from the Muppet Mindset is Jared Fairclough. I'm back. I'm back. He I'm going to take over this place like I took over the Mindset. That is terrifying. And also Arianne Gallagher. Hello. Hi. So, how are you two doing? I'm very well. How are you? Oh, I, I, the two of you needed to answer simultaneously. That was okay, not in let's, unison. Let's go, not... We'll go on three, all right? All right. One, two, three. I'm doing good, great, that's, JD. That's great. Yeah, go team. Okay, perfect. We nailed that. All right. Spot on. Yes. So how are things going over at the Muppet Mindset? They're very well. Uh, we, we're still in the process of making a couple of changes to the layout, like I mentioned last week. I've had a good look around. I think I've found a layout that I'm pretty happy with. So we're going to uh, we're going to start over the next couple of weeks, I think, making some big changes. And I'm also just today in the process of seeing if I can't get an interview with Cookie Monster because he's going to be in Australia. Uh, oh, super cool! Wow, it's, it's 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 only literally been the last two hours or so I've been getting it done. But I've got <laughs> a producer from one of the talk shows here in Australia who I know working on it. I've got uh, I'm going to ask Joe Henner see if he knows anything, and I've got Peter Linz all the way in America seeing if he can't figure it out for me. Hmm. Very fascinating. It's it's fascinating. Just it's I'm a man child. I'm chasing after a blue puppet. And I'm 26 years old. Well, you know, happens to the worst of us. <laughs> so, how are things in Washington D.C.? D.C. is great. Uh, the weather has been a lot better since the last time we talked. I can't believe it. Yeah, it's it's, it's just, pretty amazing. All of a sudden, it's late spring. It's been miserable winter, miserable winter, miserable winter, and then boom, May. Yeah. And it's awesome. Yeah, no, it's pretty good. And I think it'll be interesting. Uh, tomorrow is the D.C. Republican primary. Ooh. So I think it'll be a uh, very interesting day tomorrow. That and the uh, the rock and roll uh, D.C. marathon is also tomorrow. So it'll be a, a busy day in the district for sure. So you say tomorrow, but you realize that this is this podcast isn't live. So that's true. That's true. So, so coming up are these great events that that are going to turn DC into a crazy town. That that may have already happened by the time our listeners hear this. That's true. That's true. Just just so we're all on the same page. Yeah. No worries. We want to make that clear. Okay. Good. Now that we've established that, and now that I've pretended that Washington, D.C. is relevant to the Muppets. We can move on to any other housekeeping stuff I need to get out of the way. By now, I think everyone knows that you can always send me feedback at me, M-E, at MuppetHub.com. And I got some great feedback from one of our listeners. Brian sent in um, a clip of microphone feedback. Literal feedback. Honestly, that is the most Muppety thing I have ever been emailed, and I could not be happier. So thank you. That's pretty awesome. But now no one else gets to make this pun. 
this is it. This is funny one time. No one else gets to do it. So if you want to send me a note, that pun is still available. Um, but for the most part, you guys will have to think of your own creative things. Uh, and then I can talk about it on a podcast that isn't this one because this one is ending. Also, MuppetHub.com slash Facebook can take you to our Facebook page. MuppetHub.com slash Twitter will take you over to my Twitter account. So please follow along with everything we're doing at MuppetHub. We are constantly working on uh, updating things and changing things around to make things better and better and better bit by bit by bit. We've updated the poll for this month. And we also have the Muppet Madness tournament to work on. So I'm still trying to set up things uh, for a page about the tournament over on Muppet Hub. That page is nowhere near being done. Unfortunately, somehow some people saw it already. Not sure how that happened. Well, aside from the fact that if you Google Muppet Madness 2016, then it is the second result down. So that's probably how that happened. But the point is, I'm getting there. We're working on a lot of neat things. I just need a little bit of time, okay? Uh, but for now, please enjoy this epic finale that is only going to be more epic because I actually got some help from an old friend of mine that some of you may recall from an earlier episode not too long ago. Unless it was too long ago. It was December of 2014, so no one remembers Charlie the Agent, but I brought back uh, my agent Charlie. Hi, everybody. He is here uh, helping me out with rebranding the show a little bit to make a very strong finale uh, that's going to be memorable. So there are going to be a lot of callbacks to classic moments from the podcast that we all know and love. Uh, classic running gags from Let's Talk Muppets from 11 Point Collar. Uh, great stuff like this. Ah! <laughs> yes, classics like that. So you have that to look forward to. And for right now, I think we are good to go. Anything that you guys want to say before we jump into first impressions? I'm so glad Pache wasn't back. I know, right? It was it was just it was the most satisfying part of the finale, the fact that he didn't show his head in that last thirty minutes. Yeah. It was pretty great. Anyway, it wouldn't be me on Let's Talk Muppets if I didn't bash Pache a little. That's very That's true. true. That is your job. And we appreciate you for doing that. Do I get a rise? Oh, absolutely not. It. No, now you need to work on hating JD more. Done. <laughs> I didn't think you could do it anymore, but... <laughs> well, I'll, I'll try to keep supplying you with new reasons to hate me in new ways. How's that? It sounds good. Let's, uh, believe me, there's always a way to hate more. Feel the <laughs> hatred. I'm sure that Jim Henson would approve of that <laughs> mentality. Well, no, all my love for him means I have no more love for you. That's why I hate you. I don't understand. Let's move on to the last ever, at least for this season, of Let's Talk Mob. It's the last first impression. First impression. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the last one of the season. And so we have to make it good. And I have no idea what to say other than um, I kind of loved this episode because, because love. I'm on team love all the way. Team, team friendship. Team friendship. Team love all the way. Give Kim a chance, JD. Shut up. Okay, hold on. <laughs> now, really, though. But, but, shh, but seriously, folks, do you think that this was too soon for Kermit and Piggy to get back together? No. Can I be honest? I think it's all been dragged out a little bit too long, to be honest. Okay, so you didn't want to see any more of Kermit and Denise? No. Denise was just the most boring character I think had they fleshed her out a little bit more, then we would have been fine. But because, like, we all knew from day one, we all knew that Kermit and Piggy were going to end up together. 
And so I think the writers didn't really want to flesh out Denise because she's a character that wasn't going to be around for long anyway. Hmm. So I'm not upset she's gone. She'll come back at some point, I would assume, because she does work for the network. I think that'll be interesting to see how her and Kermit sort of interact considering, you know, their previous relationship, that he's back with Piggy when, you know, he kept um, assuring her that nothing was, you know, there between him and his ex anymore. And yet now, you know, they're probably going to get back together. So, look, I'm not upset she's gone, but, you know, team team love, my friend. Team love. Ariane? Well, do we know that Kermit and Piggy are back together? I mean, we all we know is that they're on a flight to Thailand together. So um, they've kind of left it at a point where you, you think they're going to get back together, but you don't know for sure. So I think that was really well played. Um, but, like, I am on Team Love all the way. It was such a good episode. So many wonderful, hilarious moments and all the characters coming in uh, for the for the plus 11. It was great. So we just got to see a bunch of nostalgic characters like we talked about last week with Howard Tubman. And just to hear and see a picture of Jerry and the Atrix was amazing. So I loved yeah. it. I loved every minute of it. I think it was the really good way to cap off the first season. And I think it's going to get folks really excited for um, a second one, and we've seen like just a ton of traffic on social media and stuff, and you guys have done a good job encouraging folks to, to keep that up. So I'm really excited to see um, how ABC reacts to all of it. Yeah, yeah. But seriously, going back to this Kermit and Piggy thing... I don't like- think it was too soon. I think, it's, I think we're at the point where we're still not completely sure that they're back together. I think the thing with Denise was that um, the thing that kind of made her boring to me is that there wasn't any conflict. There, like she didn't come in, and there wasn't really like a any type of battle or battle of wits between her and Piggy. There wasn't those like moments of jealousy that I think a lot of folks were expecting, and there wasn't really any conflict. She was just kind of there. She would be with Kermit by themselves, but they didn't. She didn't really interact a lot with the rest of the characters. So it just. She just kind of seemed out of place and that she just kept, she was separate from all of everybody else. Sorry, one moment. Sorry, everyone. JD's mad at Jared. It's always Jared's fault. It was all my fault. <laughs> but I don't you guys think that Fozzie had a really good point in saying that, you know, Kermit and Piggy aren't exactly made for each other? But I think they are made for each other. I think that's the whole point of Kermit and Piggy, isn't it? Like, together, obviously not separately, but they... They are made for each other. They they love each other. It's team love, my friend. Team love. Absolutely. I, I don't understand. And neither do I. And that's the beauty of love. Love doesn't have to make sense. Give love a chance, all right? Get with Kim. <laughs> love does have to make sense. I say love does have to make sense, and it does have to be reasonable. I know most wow. people... Di- I, I know that half the country disagrees with me, but half the country gets divorces, so I say... Love needs to be reasonable. I wholeheartedly disagree. And that is why you are on Team Love and I am on Team Friendship all the way. <laughs> because friendship. Because love. And because love. Because friendship. <laughs> we're, we're, we need, like, Ralph the Dog at a piano to play us out of the scene because we're getting <laughs> stuck here. Um, well, let me, oh, sorry, just quickly, uh, Ariane was talking about Denise yeah. and why she was, you know, such a boring character because yeah. of the lack of conflict. I think that's why 
she was such an interesting character in her last one where they split up because she actually got that character building in the conflict with Kermit about Miss Piggy. And mm-hmm. I think for the first time in, you know, whatever it was, 11, 12 episodes, we actually got some sort of personality out of her rather than just, oh, I'm Denise, you know. Yeah. That's literally, like, <laughs> that's the lack of impression I can do of her because she just didn't have a character oh. until this last episode where, you know, she, well, well, her last episode where she became a bit of a bitch. You're going to make me have to censor you so darn much, Jared. <laughs> Did it last week? I can do it again. Yeah, last week I let you do it once. Okay, all right, I'll be good. There's, there's a difference. There's I'll a be difference. good. Okay? <laughs> all right? Yes, Dad. <sighs> See, I, I don't normally have these problems when Steve is here, but... Um, he gives you different problems. He gives me different problems, but the thing is, I've been waiting for Steve to show up and join us for this episode for a long time. I wanted him to be a, uh, a co-host since this was... This was his show to a large extent, sorta, kinda. I had to do all the work, but it was it was still important having him here, so I really wanted him here for the finale, but I don't know, I, I haven't been hearing from him. Have you guys heard from him? Oh, is he coming? You think he's gonna come? I, I'm hoping, I'm hoping he's all right. He, I mean, he should have he should have been here by now, but... I, who's I'm, Steve? What, who's Joe? Okay, wait, wait, you're not Joe? I thought mm-hmm. he was Joe. He's Codfish Joe. Maybe he's stuck in California. Maybe that's it. <sighs> All right. Well, anyways, I didn't mean to end that segment on a downer, but um, I think we can all agree that our first impression is we really, really enjoyed this finale, right? Team love. All the way. Team love. Team love. Sprint. Shut up. <laughs> Correcting me. All right. Uh, since you guys are so convinced that team love always wins out, how do you explain the fact that I... I'm still stuck with my own story synopses. Huh? Because you're not giving love a chance, JD. It's your fault. Don't Why do you ca- assume that? Don't make <laughs> have me you come ever... at you with a bottle of perfume. Have either of you ever heard this from my side of the story? <laughs> do we care about your side of the story? <laughs> and that is the problem. Jared, you need to give love a chance. I do give love a chance. You need to give love a chance, my friend. Maybe all of us need to give love a chance. I think you're the most behind, JD. Okay. All right. Okay. See, I thought that that could segue into like a nice performance of We Are the World or something, but then you just use it as a way to slap me in the face again. So I'm, I'm done with this. I'm just moving into the story. At the beginning of the episode, Ralph offers his lucky coin to Kermit so he can figure out whether he wants to pursue a relationship with Piggy again, and he finds that he wants to follow his heart. Piggy, too, is excited to learn that Kermit still loves her and they can get back together. Even though Kermit really broke her heart, she's willing to forgive him, as long as he makes a big, grand gesture to prove his love to her. So, where do we want to begin? I think that opening this episode with Ralph was great. Um, It was so nice to have him back and be that sort of, be that, like, advice guy again. I mean, exactly like he was. It was very reminiscent of his scene in the Muppet movie just before yep. they start singing, um, I hope that something better comes along. And so yes. I think and it was, it's nice to see just how well Bill Barrett is doing with him. I think Rolf is probably one of my favourite recasts, especially one of Jim Henson's characters. I think he's doing a really, really great job. I completely agree. I think it's he does a fantastic job. Every time that we see Rolf in a scene, 
it they do such a good job with it and you just crave more of it like i really wish one of the things that i regret with this first season that we didn't have more of him in the episodes but like at the opening it up with this one and i love the bit where he's like i'm a licensed therapy dog it was it was brilliant he's done such a good job with rolf as a character and when season two comes out i can't wait to see more of him yes yes and we also got this very closely followed by another great uncle deadly moment uh because deadly once again showed his very thoughtful concern for her making sure that you know she she was doing what she wanted to be doing and what was a good idea because some people know that we need to be reasonable about these kinds of things and those people are very very silly and aren't open to love and are going to die alone <laughs> that is not going to happen to uncle deadly because he's awesome he's uncle deadly isn't he already he has gloria dead? estefan he does have gloria estefan and that is the point but I love but, yeah. the I love the friendship between Deadly and Piggy. It's just yeah. it's really like you would never have thought it back in the Muppet Show days that these two would become their own little duo, mm-hmm. and they just work together perfectly. And I think that a lot of it's obviously got to do with Eric and Matt. Yeah, because they both like you know they both settled into these characters. Eric's obviously had a lot longer to settle into playing Miss Piggy, but. Uh, but Matt's doing just an excellent job with Deadly and turned him from this, you know, quite a weird, creepy character into a character who's still creepy, but not even as flamboyant as he was in the first few episodes. He's sort of, he's toned him down a little bit, which I think works really well. Yeah, I, what I'm noticing now is that because we're in the last episode, no matter what we try to do, no matter how much we try to focus on the last episode of the TV show, we are kind of going to have to talk a bit about how the show as a whole and how it's all come along because this is it this is the season one wrap-up yeah. so we've we've got a whole evolution of uncle deadly to look at and it's been beautiful since episode one i think and and he's been the one that has i think been like the key linchpin to the show and like we've said time and time again that he's the m that he's really the mvp that the the hugest laughs that in the episode some of the best moments have really been from Uncle Deadly. And I think one of the reasons that that is so great is because it was so unexpected. Like nobody ever thought that that Uncle Deadly would, would sort of rise to that, to that level. And the performances have been hilarious and how the how his relationship with Piggy has kind of evolved over the series has been really, really neat to watch. And so I think I think there have been there may have been times during the show where I would not have wanted to watch it as much if it weren't for the moments with Uncle Uncle Deadly. I know what you mean. Let's keep moving along because this show sorry, is already starting sorry. to drag out and get I'm gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna go back to the way just those two scenes had two of my favorite bits of puppetry in the world. One was just how simple it was when Kermit flicked that uh, flipped the penny. That was mm. just amazingly done. But can we talk about just quickly that visual gag with Uncle Deadly pulling the uh, plastic surgery face? That was awesome. <laughs> that might have been my favorite visual joke in the entire series. <laughs> it was pretty. It was something. I have that. That is currently my phone background. That picture. <laughs> <laughs> I do not blame you. So, the rest of the Muppets are also focused on whether or not Kermit and Piggy should get back together, and they argue about it in the writer's room, dividing themselves into Team Love and Team Friendship. 
Uh, although different Muppets are trying to sway him in different directions, Kermit has decided he's determined to get back together with Piggy, and he's sticking to it. Until Fozzie makes him have second thoughts. So, just coming back to see all of the Muppets are now into this and trying to figure this one out, and they're writing on the whiteboard, and, you know, Bunsen Honeydew's got the picture of Bruno Mars. I can't, why can't I talk tonight? Bruno Mars on the boat going down. You know, like, it's just so odd to me and so funny to see all of them come together to get really, really invested in something that's none of their business. I thought this scene was so cool because when they were going through... Uh, their reasoning of, of why it's the worst thing in the world for, for Kermit and Piggy to get back together. They, they show the images on the, on the whiteboard and they're proving, they're saying that if they get back together, the show's going to end and the show's going to get canceled. And I thought that was a really neat, ironic plot twist because I think just looking at like the evolution of, of Muppets as characters, I think one of the reasons that they've been hesitant to sort of bring Kermit and Piggy together or have them get married or, or things like that is because that's one of the worries that they would have that like the Muppets as timeless characters wouldn't be timeless anymore. So I thought it was a really kind of neat homage to that is like in a, a reaction to that, because I think people we've seen that just through the Muppets as characters over time is that they've never really brought Kermit and Piggy together because then they don't become as timeless anymore. So I think it was a, it was really cool. I thought it was a, a great moment to that. And it was just a really funny scene how everybody was just freaking out that if they if like the worlds collide and that they get back together, that their world was just going to end. And that probably goes back to all that sort of will they, won't they sort of stuff. Because yeah. you look at a lot of the most famous will they, won't they's. And quite often the time when they actually do get together is within the last two episodes of the series. Mm-hmm. Hmm. So huh. I think so I think it's all just a very meta look at the relationship as a television plot device. Interesting. I, I wouldn't have seen it that way. Now I do really, really, really enjoy, and you know I had to bring this up, that even though it's not extremely it's not quite as explicit as I would like, the fact that Sam Eagle yeah. So boldly declares his position on team friendship, and then Janice immediately sways him over to team love, suggests, that's right, we still have more of Samus. Oh, yes. Samus is here to stay. I was so worried that it was going to be lost. We hadn't seen it at all since the so-called reboot, but it's here. That tells me this can go on in season two. That, I'm not a fan. That I'm is the romance that's... For that that's one. Okay, oh, no. Okay. Shut up, shut up, <laughs> shut up, shut up, shut up. How in the world can you think that Kermit and Piggy being together again is a good idea, but seeing Sam actually get the opportunity to be with Janice, if only for a minute, is not worth putting on television? I can understand the the reasoning i can understand that you know i really like two characters who don't usually interact interacting but and it might just be that the writers aren't quite doing it properly i find sam's coming across a lot more pathetic than endearing with this crush it's coming across a little creepy that's the fun. i see that a little bit yeah that's the fun of it 
But like it, it does episode, make it hilarious, yeah. Like there was the episode in, I think it was Pig Out, so episode four, where he said, you know, I was glad to see you got home safely last night. Means he's <laughs> followed her home. Like, that's just... <laughs> Like it's creepy. It's not. It's not funny. It's not endearing. It's just Sam's becoming a stalker. Uh, no, he's he's becoming a middle school, twelve year old boy who has no idea how to handle a crush. Yeah, but I just think they need to. I can appreciate the storyline if it was done properly. I just I don't feel like it's being done right. So if that's a storyline they decide to abandon, I'm not going to be upset. Boo! 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 Team love! Team love! Boo! Team love! Team love! <laughs> at least for this one, very specifically. In general, I would say no, but for this one, I at least want to see how it goes. Or Here's the thing. I want the struggle to continue. That's all I want. I want to keep seeing Sam Eagle going through this ridiculous struggle. If they actually get together and are a couple, that would be awkward. That would be really weird. That would be really weird. But the just seeing Sam continue to pursue something he can never have. But isn't that, Janice with Floyd? You know, they haven't been completely clear about that. But I think that she has said herself that she's just kind of a free spirit. Well, she said that when uh, Kristen Chenoweth was the guest star and they were all in the van. And it was hilarious because... She was talking about them, like, how long have you guys been together? And Janice was saying that I, like, I don't really tie myself to anybody. I'm a free spirit. And, like, Floyd was ticked. Yeah. It was so funny. It was, that was hilarious. Yes. Yes. And we've gone back to reviewing the whole series. We don't have time to do that. Let's keep moving. <laughs> Since Bruno Mars can't be the show's musical guest as planned, Scooter is assigned the task of finding a replacement. Because Kermit accidentally sent out an email telling everyone that they could bring a plus 11, there are several, several, several Muppets filling the studio who ordinarily don't belong there, and Howard Tubman hears of Scooter's need to get a musical guest and offers to help him out in finding one. And this... I, I, I don't think we can get any further in the story synopsis because we have to talk about this scene. It was great. Such a great scene. It was amazing because it just came out of nowhere. Like, you're not expecting it at all, and all of a sudden, whoa, holy Muppets tonight, Muppets. They're just everywhere. Muppets from Muppet Treasure Island, Muppets from The Muppet Show, Muppets from... Lots of Muppets from Muppets tonight, actually. I'm surprised that they went that route. But yeah, Muppets we haven't seen in a long time, and it was really cool. Who did we have? Let's let's try to think. We had Droop. We had yes. Old Tom. Link yep. Hogthrob. Yes. Uh, JG. JG. Uh, we Zippity had the... Zap. Zippity Zap, that's his name. And Howard Tubman. I mean, yeah. and, and, the, and the guitarist from Jerry and the Atrix. Oh, that's the right. right. Yep. But I mean, Howard Tubman stole the show. Yep. Stole the show, yep. needs to come back and be a regular character. Because... Yeah. In that role. In, in that, that role, role yes. Of bringing like, up these, these acts. And then that was... I mean, well, I'm sure we'll talk about it later. But that was just so great, too, with all these moments and all these acts that he's like an agent for. Or like Menomina and the Snouts and Jerry and the Atrix and uh, Baby Band, like that was that was so perfectly done. Yeah, that is a really really good use of that character, I think. And it, I I do suspect it was Bill Beretta's plan, his evil plan all along to keep working in some of his best characters uh, throughout the show, so that they could 
have a new life again. And yeah, I was actually surprised by how much I enjoyed seeing Howard Tubman. I did not think I missed this character, but in this episode, it was really good having him there, and I loved it. And uh, and also, oh, rats, what was I about to say? I completely forgot what I was about to say. Don't you hate when that... Oh, yes, I remember now. Do you guys recall the Herb Alpert special that introduced sort of a prototype for Miss Piggy? Mm-hmm. Because... The agent that Jim Henson plays in that one kind of reminded me of the role that Howard Tubman has in this episode. How it's a pig with about the same build who's an agent for these musical guests. It was kind of an odd parallel, and I don't know if that was meant to be a nod to that important moment in Muppet history, or if it was just a total coincidence. I'm guessing it was a total coincidence. That's what I would guess, too, but it's an interesting thought. I thought so. That's why I'm probably leaving it in the episode, and probably not editing out. Editing it out. I can't talk tonight! It's not fair! It's the last episode! I need to be able to speak well! It's because you're not giving love a chance, J.D. That is not <laughs> relevant to my speaking ability! It's messing up your ability to think and say words because you're just, you're so upset. No, you know what it is? It's it's that I'm worried, okay? I'm worried because I thought Steve would be here by now, and I haven't heard anything from Steve, so I just I, I just don't know that he's okay. He could be out there stuck in horrible weather. You know, I, I don't know what's going on. I don't know what's keeping him. Probably what if, not. What if he got lost or or eaten? I'm sure he'll get here. What if there was a big, big snowstorm, a blizzard of some sort, and he's stuck in it? One where it's cold enough to freeze your Winnebago? Yes, that kind. Interesting. Maybe. Maybe. It, it could be happening, so I'm just I'm just a little nervous, that's all. But probably not. Eh, shut up. So, a bunch of the Muppets find Kermit in a drawer. What in the world? This one just came out of nowhere. Here's Kermit hiding from his problems for a change with his little laptop and his little pillow and his little bag of chips in this drawer. And then they talk about what they're going to do. Kermit decides he's going to... What does he decide to do at this point? I can never keep track. He because decides he's, he's going to go talk to Bruno Mars' manager and jumps out the yes, window. I remember that much, but w at that point, was he on Team Love or not? Because he keeps no, flip-flopping. He, he wasn't. He wasn't. He said it was, right. he said it was just too much. It was, it was too difficult for them. Right. That, like, it, it was just there were too many obstacles and that they shouldn't be together. So he wasn't on Team Love then. He was, still, he was still waffling. That is why Pepe shoots him with the perfume, right? Yes, Team Love. No. Um, and we get more great quips from Yolanda. Well, I don't know if you'd call them great quips. It was just interesting hearing her say, he jumped out the ding-dang window, <laughs> which is such a weird way of talking. Whoever says the ding-dang anything? Yolanda does. Yolanda does. Okay. And now you know. <laughs> the more you know. From there, Kermit went and just so happened to find Jack White, who was oddly playing and singing along with You Are the Sunshine of My Life uh, in his car. And so they pulled over and they talked a lot. And this part of the episode was boring, so I didn't write down enough stuff about it. I what did we think, think of Jack was, White? I thought it was really funny that... They were showing Kermit. He was driving, and he was singing "Being Green." Like he was so yes. he was so upset and anxious that he kind of needed to sing his signature song to kind of feel better. Yeah, I thought it was funny. I thought it was really good. 
I agree. I agree. And at this point, we actually cut back to uh, Marvin Suggs and the Snouds, and or Marvin Suggs and the Muppophone, rather, Manamana and the Snouds, and... I got to get your guys' opinion on this. Was it shoehorned in? Was it did did these acts work? Was it just trying to be too in your face and saying we remember these old bits? Don't forget th- these old bits. Or where where do you stand on this? I think because they only did very very short versions of like a Muppetphone sketch and Manamana, it was okay. Had they done even probably another five seconds of each, I would have thought, all right. You know, this is a little bit fan servicey for my liking. A little bit too, uh, a little bit too not hacky. That's not the right term. But the fact that it was just really quick, I think, worked really well. It was nice to see. It was just nice to see Manamana back on television. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I so, agree. Yep, I think it was the timing of it was really good, um, and the fact that they brought more than one set of characters, I thought, was good. And I loved it at the end when uh, Scooter was like, take that, Bruno Mars. <laughs> yeah. Ultimately, though, this scene really doesn't have much to do with the story because Kermit goes and finds the musical guest. He finds Jack White. They talk about it. Jack, eventually, after after talking, they decide Kermit is going to go forth with the grand gesture, which, of course, Pepe already has ready to go. And then, of course, Jack White gets in Kermit's car and they drive back to the studio, and it's all set and ready to go, and they have their musical guests, and there is no conflict there. So that scene with basically everything with Howard Tubman technically wasn't relevant to the episode or necessary at all. And yet he still stole the show. Yep. He was good. I wouldn't quite say he totally stole the show. Yes, but you're averse to anything pleasurable. I think it was definitely a tie, like really close to a tie between him and Pepe that stole the show for me. Because, like, Pepe in, in his whole role of, of being on Team Love and, and the whole way that they played that throughout the whole episode I thought was hilarious and just a really neat role that we haven't seen Pepe in because Pepe's usually the one that's, like, hitting on ladies or, or getting drunk or, or being, uh, being tricking other people or something. But he actually tried to, like, be the nice guy in this one and like really root for them. And I thought that was a really cool and hilarious way to use Pepe. I thought it was, I thought like it definitely stole the show for me. And yet in a way, I think he was kind of being very manipulative. Uh Uh-huh. And so that's still very Pepe and not super nice guy. He's just, he's forcing his way upon these people, whether they like it or not, but still fun. Still fun. Uh, we also get to see almost a kind of wrap-up for uh, Rizzo and Yolanda's long-time struggle, and we see that she's finally interested in him now because he's evolved a little bit, or rather, he bought her something nice. <laughs> um, still kind of a shallow romance, but I'd be interested in seeing where that goes. We get uh, Miss Piggy on the uplight set with all the flowers everywhere, even though she was... Not very happy to hear about the coin flip. Fozzie ruined that one a bit. Well, everyone contributed to ruining that one a bit. We got the Crazy Harry cameo. Did we like the Crazy Harry cameo? We did. I mean, that, I think that's the first time he's said anything on this show, isn't it? It's his first appearance on this TV show, I think. Has he been in the background? I don't I think of... so. Okay, I might be thinking of New Zealand. Sometimes yeah. that goes to mixed up because of the same performance and everything. But no, nice to have him back blowing stuff up 
I think, you know, it's unfortunate in this day and age that, you know, you probably can't have a character who likes to run around blowing things up. So it was nice that, you know, with the canon, it actually made sense and it wasn't, it was never going to be controversial. And I yep. think, I think the wrong usage of Crazy Harry, uh, Crazy Harry would probably end up not going well, especially in this day and age with everything going on in the world and with this sort of media. I think Crazy Harry's a character who really can't exist much anymore. I see what you mean there. I see what you mean. Yeah. I think this one kind of worked. Um, I think I think it worked pretty well. I was happy with it. And then we get our big closing musical number towards the end, which was a little odd, but you know what? I'll take it. And everyone wearing their Team Love t-shirts, also a little odd, but you know what? I'll take it. And then finally, we learn about Miss Piggy thinking that she could always get a pre-flight calzone. Oh, I love that. What the heck? But I also loved, we skipped the part where the whole like running gag about waffling and the Swedish chef showing up with waffles. That was hilarious. I apologize for skipping over running gags. I do plot points, not running gags. But yes, that was a very good running gag, especially at the when... end where there wasn't any waffles. <laughs> I, I that, that was okay, but I really, really enjoyed it when Miss um, Piggy goes, no, not now, chef. And he goes, okay, and starts to walk away. And she starts her conversation again with whoever she was talking to and then goes, wait, well, leave the waffle (laughs) as if it's just a horribly rude thing, even after she's dismissed him for him to not leave the waffle. Um, So the waffle was was an interesting one and a very, very Muppety running gag, I think. It worked well. I loved it. It was hilarious. And then we get to the ending, which is the oddest way for this TV show to end. It's about I, the oddest one I can think of. We end up with a drugged Muppet, but not in a um, fun, loopy way, just a, a sleep way. We're stuck on an airplane to some foreign country. Pepe is secretly on the plane without being noticed, and he's manipulating them. There's a calzone involved and a cliffhanger. Which I, I don't... Thought, oh, I thought it was so well done, because especially when... When they've been question, when they've had questions about their relationship, it's always Kermit that's leaving Piggy hanging, and yeah. and they reversed the tables on that and did this with like now that that uh, Piggy's leaving Kermit hanging and Kermit's sitting there all anxious about it, thinking about it. It was I think it was such a good karma moment for Kermit, and it was it was just hilarious, and I it was a really good bit, and I am so looking forward to see how Pepe keeps like involved and evolving in this kind of in this new role that he's doing about making sure that that team love and in that and that love works all the way i think it's just it's a really neat way to use him and i think it's going to be hilarious in season two see i feel a little bit opposite from you about the ending because i just i found it a little bit unsatisfying especially considering like okay yes i'm you know, hashtag renew the Muppets, and I'm fairly confident we'll get a second season. But the fact of the matter is, at the moment, we don't know. It could very well not happen. And so I found the fact that they ended with a cliffhanger quite risky, and I think the risk outweighed the benefits. Hmm. That That's just coming from me. Um, and, I, yeah, I just I found it a little unsatisfying. Now, 
I do think that the reason why the Muppets can get away with ending a season on a cliffhanger, even if they don't know if they'll have a second season, whereas other TV shows would not get away with this, is simply because the characters exist outside of the TV show and can wrap this up in a number of other various ways, through YouTube or in a movie or Yeah, but then that's getting the whole question of Muppet continuity and, you know, how does Muppet canon work? You know, is is Denise ever going to be mentioned again? Is Becky going to turn up in a movie? Is anything like that going to happen? I mean, Muppet continuity and Muppet canon doesn't really exist. And so... Um, and okay, for the, for the most part, I guess I can grant you that. And while, you know, they've done a little bit... Like, I originally spoke about this back in a review, I think, for the episode with um, Liam Hemsworth because a lot of people were complaining that Gonzo wasn't Muppety enough. Now, obviously, that all changed in Going, Going, Gonzo and towards the end of uh, the series with the reboot. But, you know, this, this show, how does this show exist in the world of what the Muppets have done before? I can kind of imagine it as, like, they've done the Muppet show, gone away for 20 years, maybe made one, you know, made one movie, and then they've decided to do this late-night show. But... Yeah, I just, I don't know that I'd hang it all on, oh, they could wrap this up some other way, because, you know, yeah, they're not really ever committed to canon, so I'm not sure that I'd be happy with an ending on a YouTube video or in a movie or something like that. Okay, I see what you mean. I I can understand that. I can really understand that. Um, Yeah, the worst thing that you want to do is leave people unsatisfied. Sort of like how I'm leaving everyone unsatisfied uh, right now by going to a commercial break. We're here in this abandoned warehouse talking with someone who didn't show up on time to join his friends on a podcast. Sir, what do you have to say? Hey, let me out of here. Flipper Media, online media production and consulting. To jumpstart your projects, go to flipper.media. But really, I think that there's no reason for all of this fuss about this issue because it simply boils down to a perfectly natural psychological phenomenon. Uh, phenomena. Phenomena. Oh, um, I think I'm getting a call from Steve, and I already missed the call from Steve. It went to voicemail. Well, Everybody listen up, I'm sure this is going to be very important and very interesting, and we totally did not plan this in any way. JD, hey! Hi, it's Steve. I'm I'm trying to get back to the show. It's Okay, so I don't know if you can hear it. There's kind of a blizzard out here that I'm I'm driving through. Uh I'm really hoping to get back home in time to join you for the show. So so don't end it without me. Okay? Because I'm I am gonna be there. I hope. So, I'll talk to you soon, buddy. Bye. See, he's going to be here. It'll be fine. I don't know. I don't know. I'm still worried. I wouldn't worry about it. Well, you you just want to get more time on the podcast to yourself. I do. I do. I'm going to take over. Don't say that. It scares me. Goodness. Hey, 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 JD, listen, pal. I know what you're going through. I know you feel abandoned by Steve. 
I know you feel lonely without Kim. Okay, and no, so that's, that's why really I'm gonna to, dedicate to this little number to you. All right? Wait, what? Right, what are you doing? Hold you, on buddy. now. I didn't when agree to this. I did not say this. Somebody loved me. Okay, no, absolutely not. Beautiful. Definitely not. We have talked about and Pixar. We are not doing this. Okay, and uh, the reason we're not doing this is because I need to move on to a very much beloved segment. I can't believe how often I get. Uh, requests that we do this segment again. It's burned hamburgers, except this time, no, it's not. This time, it's specifically burned Howard Tubman. <laughs> Jared, this is it. This is your time to shine. You may talk about Howard Tubman as long as you would like, as long as, as, long it as, is as less, I would like. As long as it is less than three minutes. <laughs> I, can't, I can't commit to that. Okay, fine. How about you talk about Howard Tubman for a reasonable amount of time? Okay. Howard okay. Tubman is just, you said it perfectly before, he's a character you didn't realise that you missed. He's a character I never thought about, you know, after Muppets Tonight finished or uh, very merry Muppet Christmas movie when he was briefly in that. But the second he turned up, I went, oh, my God, how have I gone an entire Muppet series without this guy back? Because he was just, he was, his role was perfect. You could tell Bill Barreto was having a great time playing him. You know, he has that weird campiness about him that worked perfectly. Uh, and plus, you know, he got to bring back a whole lot of these Muppets with him. And I think if he was to come back, you know, he could almost be the door to all the old Muppet characters that you remember. Like, he could bring back the Jug Band. He could bring back, you know, Hugga Wugga. He could bring back anyone who ever did a musical number in the last okay. 40 years. No one and nothing in a million years could bring back Hugga Wugga. You know what? It needs to, because it was one of the greatest sketches ever. Hey, the thingy thing came back. Yes, the thingy thing came back, but that's not the same. The Hugga Wugga sketch doesn't make any flippin' sense. Oh, There's no reason for that to... Howard Tubman could totally do it. He could bring back Hugga Wugga. But I mean, okay, not the sketch itself, but that just that big purple, weird, smoky, palm tree hair puppet. Yes, that puppet I want to see come back. Well, that's what I meant. That puppet's name is Hugga Wugga. For a segment that we're supposed to be talking about Howard Tubman, we're not really talking about him a lot. <laughs> okay, in that case, we will end this segment and we will move on to favorites. I love you, Howard Tubman. Team love. <laughs> Team love. It's my fave. So this is the last time we get to do the favorite segment for this season. So make it good. I know that I have no idea what my favorites are going to be. Jared? I have no idea. That's why I'm letting Ariane go first. Ariane? Ah, uh, well... It's a tough one. It's a really tough one. Um, I think for this episode, my favorite part was the whole uh, the whole role with Pepe, just being on Team Love and doing whatever he could to kind of make it happen and and to have Team Love win it out. I thought it was that was my favorite part of the whole scene of the whole episode. It was a great way to tie all the different bits and pieces together. I think that was my favorite. Hmm. I have a hard time picking a favorite scene because there are a lot of really, really good scenes, but it's hard for me to think of one scene in particular that's really, really great on its own. I guess if I had to, I think the one that really got me the most excited was when all of a sudden we see all these classic Muppets again. We see yeah. um, that great performance from... Uh, Droop, who I believe was performed by Peter Linz, I want to say. He was, um, correct. 
slurping on the hand sanitizer, followed by saying, with perfect delivery, and now they're out of hand sanitizer. Um, which is one of, is that not Peter Linz's, like, only delivery of a line on this show thus far? Uh, besides Gloria Estefan, yeah. That does, those aren't lines, those don't count. Hey, beep, little beepy, meepy things, they're lines. Did you see the, the video clip that he put on Facebook, and then he said that, uh, the original scene that they did got cut short where Gloria Estefan got so excited that he's, he was airborne and kind of flew into the door. Oh, oh, wow. I did not know about this. Yeah, he posted on Facebook saying that um, that the original, the scene that they did got cut where they did this whole bit where, where he where like he accidentally flew into the door because he got so excited. It was great. Hmm. Well, do you know, well, penguins flying through the air is always... You know, the best way to do Muppet humor, right? That is pure and concentrated Muppet humor. That and blowing things up. Yeah, that and blowing things up and eating things. Mm-hmm. And Big Ming Carl did eat things in this episode, if you look closely enough. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. Jared? All right, my favorite. I had a good think about it. I've already mentioned it once, but just the scene between Ker- uh, not Kermit, Uncle Deadly and Miss Piggy in the hospital, just... A, for that one bit where he makes the plastic surgery face. Because, honestly, like I said, it's the phone background at the moment, and it's perfect. Uh, and also, the uh, during that scene, you know, where he asks if she's had that, and she sort of laughs and goes, no. While she's, she's like her shaking head. her head, yes. Yep. <laughs> she's, yeah, nodding her head, yes. Like, yes, in fact, she did do that. But not in a, you know, how dare you. Uh, how dare you insinuate that? She's like, mm, yeah, I did, because they're best friends and they can talk like that. And I think just that one little section showed a really sweet part of their friendship. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I don't think she would react that way to anyone else but Uncle Deadly because they have a very special and unique relationship. They do, and I hope we see a lot more of it, not just in this show, but in, you know, this goes back to Muppet canon, but I hope we see it in like everything they do from now on that those two are in. I agree. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Okay. A toast and a roast. All right. We have had so many characters that we have loved, not many characters that we have disliked, not many people we've disliked either. I, it's hard to say who did a bad job in this show, which is going to make this not very fun. So anyone want to start who isn't me? Ariane, got any thoughts? <laughs> I've been trying to think about this because uh, this is definitely one of my favorite segments of the show. Um, I think for for this episode, uh, I would have to toast Pepe because I just I love this new way of looking at his character and this new role that he's playing. And I think it was hilarious and also just really different and interesting for him while still keeping him really genuine to, to his character. Um... For roasting, hmm, that's a good question. It's like everybody, everything was such so well done in this episode that you can hardly roast. But I think, hmm, I'm going to go with Yolanda. What? Yes, I'm going to go with Yolanda because she was so, she was so pessimistic and she was team friendship and the only reason that she started liking Pepe was because she got him a ring that might have had some blood on it so I Pepe? thought that was, I thought that was a little shallow <laughs> you mean Rizzo Rizzo yes Yolanda and Pepe would be a really interesting couple well they fight a lot and sometimes you think that that like it might be like one of those opposites attract thing but 
it was, yeah, I thought it was, it was interesting, but I, I would roast her because it just seemed, uh, really shallow that the only reason that she kind of started liking Rizzo was because he got her a gift. Yeah, that's, that's, that's fair. However, the thing is, Yolanda being on team friendship earned my respect and earns my toast. Oh, I am toasting. Team I'm love, toasting. Team love. I'm I'm toasting Yolanda because she was actually level-headed about the love thing. Uh, I, I'm I can almost do it with Fozzie as well because he too had a good understanding, but then again, he also kind of messed everything up um, and was a bit foolish in this episode. So, uh, as much as I want to give it to you know Sam or Janice or, or any of the other running gags that we've had that I've enjoyed so much. I'm going to give it to Yolanda. Who are you going to roast? I don't know who I'm going to roast. I haven't thought that far ahead. No. Um, for the roasting, I think I am going to roast all of the obscure Muppets who returned but didn't actually do anything. Well, it would have been really hard if they all did something. It would take so much time. Okay, I'm going to pull back my roast. Um, <laughs> and maybe I will redirect this at somebody else. Jared, stall while I think of who I'm going to redirect this roast towards. All right, I'm going to give an honorary toast to uh, Howard Tubman, but I'm not going to talk about it anymore because I've done that. Uh, <laughs> but I'm going to give my real toast to Droop because he got one single line. He absolutely nailed it. And not a, not a lot of people know that He's really one of the original Muppets. He was around before Fozzie, before Miss Piggy, um, back on back in those two Muppet Show pilots. And it's just it's nice to have him back. And so I'm going to give him a toast, and you know, across fingers that we're going to see him again in some way, shape, or form in the future. I'm going to give my roast to that unsatisfying ending. Okay, that doesn't quite count. Why How not? about to uh, to the writers who decided to go with well, that unsatisfying I like ending? Writers. I like the writers. <laughs> I love me some Aladdin and some Full House. That was all a reference to Steve Weiner. Um, all right, fine. I'll, I'll give it to the writers purely for the unsatisfying ending. Okay, that is fair. Just for the unsatisfying. Okay, all right, that works. So I've thought about my roast, and you're not going to like it. I'm not even sure that I like it. I'm going to roast Brian Henson because the one cameo that I really, 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 really would have enjoyed that would have blown my mind was any of his characters. Had he showed up performing uh, Sal or Phil Van Neuter or any of his characters, it would have totally stunned me and made this an absolutely outstanding episode that I never would have seen coming. And it didn't happen. And that bothers me. So that is my roast. I can appreciate the roast, but I'm not going to agree with it. That's fair. You don't have to. I'm kind of on the same level, but I get where you're coming from. Okay. All right. Well, now I feel like I'm the unsatisfying ending. So <laughs> let's change topics and just uh, one last time. One last time. I'll try to be quick with this, even though it takes forever. I, I, I will try to be quick. We have to do... Before the season is over, one more online petition report. Oh, man, I thought you were going to skip this. No, it's the last episode. I have to do it. Ugh. All right, go ahead. The online petition report. 
Okay, here we go, and here are our petitions for everyone online. Here we go. The petition to keep the Fraggle Rock movie in Fraggle Rock. The petition to get FrogFan76 on the new Muppet Show on ABC. The petition to get Frank Oz a bodyguard to punch anyone who asks if Frank will do the voice. The petition to make Sam Eagle and Janice, also known as Samus, a couple. The petition to kill off Statler. Kill off Astoria. Remove Fozzie from approximately 50% of the episode's B or C stories. Add Big Mean Carl to various awkward situations. See Clifford make a cameo. Put Chris Rock on 30 Rock. Make Ryan Dozier the head writer for The Muppets. Show the breakup between Gonzo and Camilla. Produce Gonzilla vs. Mothra. Have Alice Cooper on the new show as a guest star. Bring back Hilda. Give Ralph his own advice segment in each episode. Start each episode with a Brian Henson intro, a la The Best of the Muppet Show. Put FrogFan76 in charge of the Jim Henson Company. Get a robe for Ken. Make obsessive Henson fan disorder an actual medical term thing. Get Kermit to give an explanation of the afterlife at my memorial service. Add Tutter to the cast of the new series. Rename the series to The Uncle Deadly Show. Produce Uncle Deadly's fashion line. Add at least one scene in this season with Robin. They did that. Thank you, Regis, for listening. Make Walter the new host of Up Late with Miss Piggy. Send Steve Steve and myself, and you know what? I'll be nice. And Jared and Ariane. All uh, right. The coffee mugs from Up Late with Miss Piggy. Uh, have Tom Hanks guest star on the new Muppet Show. Have Frank Oz guest star on Up Late with Miss Piggy. Uh, the petition to learn to fly with Tom Petty. The petition to send me piggy water and hogwash. The petition to add Big Mean Carl's performance of Twas the Night Before Christmas to the season DVD release. The petition to get Ken to cut his nails. The petition to get Paul Williams to cameo in a Star Wars movie. The petition to make Lumberjack Jedi spin-off productions. The petition to produce anti-lightsabers that function as controlled black holes. The petition to kill off Pot the petition to get Steve Swanson and J.D. Hansel to make a list of requests for season two. The petition to show more comedy from Gonzo, Rizzo, and Pepe. Put Big Mean Carla in the Muppet Madness tournament. End episode 13 of Let's Talk Muppets. Find out the accuracy of Pepe's knee hole for smelling. And finally, the petition to bring back the Muppets for a season two. That is the last online petition report of season one of Let's Talk Muppets. Maybe even the last one ever, here's hoping. So, there you go. I hope you enjoyed it. That was it. That's all I've got. I feel bad that Steve wasn't there for that. I feel bad for it, too. You know, I'm I'm, I'm really worried about Steve. I can't believe it, but... I think he may have just gotten gotten too caught up in a blizzard. It seems like he might be stuck. It's been a while. You think he'd yeah. be here by now. Yeah, I at this point, I just expect he's probably buried in snow. Nah, being look, blown that's, away. look, look, that's, that's happened. That's fine. Look, I can always take over. If I need to, I've, I've, I've done well in the past taking over big Muppet fan franchises, and I can take over this one too. So you know what? That blizzard that I sent probably worked. <laughs> what? Okay. Sorry. You cannot I... control the weather. <laughs> don't as don't mess with me. As far as you're concerned. You yes, never know what uh, those folks in Australia can do. That's true. That's true. We don't keep a close enough eye on them. Anyway, since Steve is stuck in a blizzard and can't join us, I'm afraid that we're going to have to end the show as it is. So, um, uh, Jared, would you like to promote the Muppet Mindset again as you do at the end of the episode? Of course. You can find us on MuppetMindset.com. That's enough. Thank you. Twitter is at Muppet Mindset. (laughs) Facebook is Facebook.com slash Muppet Mindset. You can email me on MuppetMindset at gmail.com. I also have a phone for uh, for sale on eBay. And that's all. Okay. 
Uh, I'm J.D. Hansel of MuppetHub.com. Please follow along with MuppetHub.com for all of our productions. No, I'm the host. I get to do this. It's my show. No, it's It's my show now, so you can probably stop. (laughs) It's not. It's not, because you're not editing this together. This does not work. I'm Jared Fairclough, and it's been fun. That's not how you deliver the line. That's how I deliver the line. Well, it has to go something more like this. I'm J.D. Hansel, and I'm... Actually getting a call from Steve Swanson. Okay, you guys, I'm sorry. I gotta let you go. I'm gonna talk to Steve and have Steve on again because he's the original and he's so much cooler than you guys. This is great! Oh, <laughs> I, see, I see how it is. I see. Steve, 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 you've finally come back. I cannot thank you enough for being here for the finale of the show that you were supposed to be co-hosting. This is excellent. I'm so glad to have you back. Hi, Steve. JD, whoo! Boy, am I glad... To be back, I'm 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 just glad I'm here in time. Listen, man, so have worried. I got a surprise for you? Oh, all right. So as you know, I was uh, well. I just got back. I've been in California for a little while now, right? Yes, I understand I'm, that. I'm I'm getting ready to make this big uh, this big move out to Southern California. Well, you know, it never rains there. No, it, it it does. It's it's beautiful all the time. In fact, I got out to uh, to see a lot of the sights. I actually, I got out to L.A. JD. Oh. One day, and I got out to uh, to do some of the touristy stuff, and I found someone walking around JD that I think maybe you have a prior relationship with. I I don't I don't know what you mean. Well, someone who. You have a very personal prior relationship with who might have a couple choice words to say. Someone who's been a part of this podcast that, uh, had, that I, uh, JD, I think you have some explaining to do. Steve, what have you done? JD, I found Kim. I found Kim, and Kim is here with me, and she has a couple things to say to you. Why have you done this to, why have you done this to me, Stephen? JD, I, let me reintroduce you and introduce the audience to Kim. Hi, JD. Do you remember me? Yes, I am well aware of who this person is. Steve, what have you done? Hey, this is this is not about what I've done, JD. This is about what you've done and what we need to address. I think right here and now on the show. That's that's exactly right. You you left me, JD, high and dry. You bankrupted me. Emotionally, physically, spiritually, financially, you got me fired. You got that, her fired, that, JD. That was not on me. You have have you read what you wrote? I don't read. I write. Well, she's okay, a writer, JD. You knew this when you I, hired her. Apparently, uh, she told me the story from her side, and I have to say. I am I am surprised at you, JD. Okay, who who are you going to believe? Your longtime sorta kinda best friend slash enemy slash weird kid that you hang out with for some reason, JD Hansel. Yes. Or Kim the intern. You don't even know her last name, Steve. I have to say Kim made a very convincing argument to me, JD. Well, this is not the time for that because we are supposed to be uh, reviewing this episode of Let's Talk Muppets. If you recall, Stephen, that's that's what we agreed to do. Well, okay, I, you know what? I'm I'm gonna leave it up to Kim. If if she thinks that we should should move forward here, if 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 we think things could be patched up and at least the three of us can be friends for a minute. Well, I 
I think I would need a grand gesture. Uh, well, oh, now, J.D., are you prepared to make that grand gesture? I, I, I'm, I'm actually making a very grand hand gesture right now. You just can't see it because it's a podcast. Well, J.D., I think that uh, 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 given that gesture that be, because you're my friend, I, I believe you're making, actually, uh-huh. um, I think we can go ahead and proceed. So, so where are we going to go with this? Where we're going to go with, I actually have no idea because, Stevethan, you know what you've done? You missed the entirety of the story synopsis, of first impressions, of... Oh! Uh, y- you missed the commercial break? It's a shame because I promoted you and you well, missed that. I, I'm, I'm flattered. Well, thank you very much. Oh, sorry. I actually changed my mind. I'm editing that out of the podcast. Now. Oh, no. Well, so, so wait a minute. If you now, if you just said that you said all those things about me, but then edited that out, it's not going to make sense to people who are listening, hmm? JD. No, no, I, I edited out. This the is commercial. very bad podcasting. No, no, this is perfectly fine podcasting. This is completely acceptable. I, uh, my grammar is correct. My sentence structure makes sense, and my organization has up until this point been efficient. Until um, certain people showed up. What a coincidence. Uh, so. I think that where we can start is just by getting your first impression, Steve. I, I mean, I, I don't like to redo my segments over again, but I'm willing to do this for you because because you're my friend. So, this was a nice way to end the season. Yes, um, I mean there there are certain points that, and I'm sure we'll get into where we thought, okay, this is a little bit much, but there was a lot of it that the tone was set very well. Yes, and in many ways, this was. Uh, the kind of show that I wish we had had all season long. Really? Yeah. Are you kidding? We had Bobby Benson's baby band. We had the babies, but they weren't playing instruments, so they weren't in their band, and there was no Bobby or Benson. Well, I understand that, but we also had Marvin Suggs. We had a lot of of elements that, yes, didn't... I mean, they they were kind of rushed. I'll absolutely give you that, but we had characters who... I had kind of been hoping to see the whole time. I thought the comedy was a lot better. Um, I just, I think this was, again, there were, there were parts where it was a little heavy handed, but all in all, on the whole, JD, overall, shut up. I thought it was very, very good. Okay, and I agree. This was delightful. It was a delightful mm-hmm. finale for the most part. I am pretty happy with it. I have issues with the ending, but we can get to that. Um, I just think that they went a little bit overboard with the nostalgia and throwing stuff at us that we've already seen before to remind us of what they can do. We, we saw this. J.D., that's because you weren't alive when most of this stuff was actually on TV. This is nostalgia for us, yes, but this is just, this is reference to a, a an era that you were just never a part of, okay? Well, I, I'm sorry that I missed. You uh, need to not make this as much about you, is I'm, what I'm saying. Okay, okay. Well, you know, I, I'm sorry that I missed uh, what uh, what was clearly uh, an important time period for both of you in the 1970s. Thank you. So thank you. We'll just uh, we'll just move right along there. Okay. You weren't complaining about my year of birth a few months ago. Oh wow, JD, you have changed your tune apparently. You know nothing, Stephen. You have no <laughs> oh, idea. Hey, Again, I've spent an entire car ride with Kim on the way home from California. I know plenty, JD. And he gave me plum wine. I did. You know what plum wine does to me. 
what did we think about opening up with Ralph and Kermit the way that we did three days later? Well, I could tell you what I thought about that, but I think first I'm going to need you to pat my head a little bit. This is a podcast, and you are in a completely different state. Okay, I'm going to have Kim pat my head a yeah. little bit. Oh, that, that, he was talking to me. Uh, that, that is just weird. How, how strange that you assumed he was talking so to So then you. we get to Miss Piggy, who clearly was really, really excited about the idea of getting back together with Kermit, I think, because she was, you know, as soon as it was basically confirmed that it was him who, you know, said it twice then she was really happy about it and was ready to jump right in. And I did not get the impression that she had been this, you know, desperate uh, to get back together with Kermit this whole time. What did you, what did you think of that, Steve? Um, you know who I actually thought did the best job in that scene was Uncle Deadly, surprisingly. Oh, really? um, wow, you liked an Uncle Deadly scene? I, uh, right? That's so unlike anyone who's ever seen the show. Um, but no, I thought Deadly had a great moment where he showed just how loyal a friend he is to Miss Piggy where because at first he was kind of like he was trying to kind of steer Piggy away from the idea of going back you know trying to remind her about how hurt she was and all these kinds of things until he said basically he kind of laid it on the line said do you is this what you really want to do and she said yes and he said okay well then that's what we're going to do you know and he didn't say that in those exact words um but he demonstrated that, you know what, he is Piggy's best friend and supporter through and through, no matter what she's, no matter what's in front of her, you know? Um, so I thought that is actually what stood out more. Of course, Piggy's going to be excited about coming back to Kermit. I mean, those two are always, I mean, they're, they're like magnets. They're, they're attracted and then they're bouncing off of each other. So in any case, that's, that's my take. But Kim, what did you, uh, what did you think about that one? Well, that's great, I, Kim. So in the writer's room, <laughs> I thought it was really fascinating how they brought all these Muppets together who, just upon hearing the notion of Kermit and Piggy loving each other, are trying to work out, you know, on this whiteboard, whether or not they should be a couple. Like, right. it's just, it's... Oh, the whiteboard, yes. It's just the idea that they were all so into it, and they had so much crazy stuff written on this board, I can't read half of it. Did um, you pause it and read it? Because we sure did. I've paused it, and I still can't figure out what in the world... I mean, I see P plus K. Um, mm-hmm. I, I'm sweet off. There, there was I'm well, P at plus K equals something. But the one that stood out for me on the con, I mean, on the pros side, was yeah. Denise is single. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow! Yeah, oh, yeah. We we read through most of those lists, but and that's the only thing that I can remember from it. Well, yeah. Well, you know, hey, Denise, she certainly seems like a good catch, a good listener. A stable job that she's not going to get fired from, you know? Which I think that that's very coincidental that you dumped me right as she became available. Hmm, now that is interesting timing, isn't, isn't it, it, J.D.? It, it, well, it, it is, but it's, um, wouldn't it be ironic if, uh, if I ended up with a pig after uh, who I found you with? But that's not the point. What I, I think was really uh, sort of an... I, I, I still can't figure out exactly how I feel about this, even after talking about this with uh, Jared and Arianne when when you should have been there, Steve. Um, Yeah, well. Yeah, well, you know, I mean, A lot of things should have happened, J.D., but, well, we're kind of addressing that tonight, aren't we? 
Well, you know, I, I really think you could have saved some time if you hadn't been uh, picking up any strangers in, in, your, in your car there. Oh, I'm not complaining about the company at all. No, well, hold on. Think about this. You could have been here sooner and could have been here on time to record the show with me, with, with Jared and Ariane. Um, and yet somehow you, you, got, you got delayed because you wanted, to pick up, uh, you, you wanted to pick up a certain someone? Actually, J.D., I rode back to Ohio because I think Steve is the greatest thing since sliced bread. We, Kim and I have an announcement to make, J.D. Can it wait? It can wait, but the fact that I've already said it sort of implies what the announcement is, okay, isn't it? Okay, fine. Give your announcement now. Well, I, I would just like to announce that um, Well, I, I know that Kim was your girlfriend. And, and you know, you, J.D., you and I go way back, right? We go way back. Yes, we are brothers. We are, in fact. So I, I just, I, I hope that you're not too mad at me that, um, well, Kim's my girlfriend now, J.D., so that's just, that's just how it is. Take that. Okay. All right, sure, sure. I don't know how um, I don't know how your new girlfriend Amy's going to feel about that, but once I tell her, this is going to be a really interesting dynamic. I'm really looking forward to see how this goes down now. Oh, well, I, I thought I was the one in trouble here. No, no, I, I understand what you're saying, and you know what? If you happen to find Amy walking around the streets of Anaheim, I don't have to. Facebook exists. Well, it does. It does. Well, if you happen to to find her and bring her on the show, I'll be very interested to hear from her. And I would like to clear the air on one thing, J.D., and this is very important to me. And oh. as I'm sure your listeners can hear, oh. I am articulate and I write as well as I speak. And I'm here to make my own announcement. J.D. has dyslexia. And that's why the writing sounded so bad. It was not the writing. It was his reading of the words. Uh, link in the show notes to what she actually wrote for ABC.com. See for yourself, ladies and gentlemen. Links in the show notes. Because I'm the editor, and that's how this works. Booyah! JD for the win. What I was trying to talk about was Fozzie Bear. Because Fozzie offered a really, really interesting twist on this when, as usual, Fozzie was just trying to be the nice guy um, and compliment Kermit, and then totally ended up ruining Kermit. Uh, Kermit's whole plan. Oh my, yes. It was just such a neat way to use Fozzie. Uh, and then for him to finish it with, um, with who are you and what have you done to Kermit? And the way oh, he shook yeah. him so hard, I was worried the puppet was going to break. Um, it was absolutely beautiful. It was such a beautiful moment. I loved it. It, it really was. I loved how, um, yeah, Fozzie played a, a very interesting role in this. Um, it That really kind of makes me think more of just Kermit's reactions to Okay, first of all, he jumps in, he's back with Piggy, and then he's hiding behind a planter, right? And then he's doing his work inside of his desk. Like, and I think Fozzie even becomes part of that exchange with with Yolanda and Pepe finding him. Am I correct in thinking that, or is that Gonzo? Uh, I don't think Fozzie was there. I think Scooter was there. Scooter. Oh, it was Scooter. Oh, that's right. Um, But anyways, yeah, I think uh, I think Fozzie was. The, uh, the brother that he needed to be for Kermit in this episode and trying to bring Kermit back to, well, being grounded a little bit. But, of course, it's Fozzie, so he, he kind of failed. Well, I, I think it was really great how they immediately followed him second-guessing 
with Miss Piggy coming in with the fan blowing and Yolanda flying through the air, which was delightful. Which I um, just noticed this past time watching it. Yes. Are you kidding? Oh my God. You have that hard of a time observing things like that? No, no, it was just... Uh, there you are, two are two peas in a pod. Continue. Uh, you don't know the half of it. Uh, well, okay, sure, sure. Now, I think the thing with Miss Piggy in this scene, though, is when she gets up, from that post, it is yes. really, really awkward just how human she feels. Like you, you. That's kinda, true. It's it's just odd how all of a sudden I felt like I wasn't looking at a puppet; I was looking at a person. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, the was, personalities were very strong in this th one. That's not just what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the puppetry here because okay. you basically see Miss Piggy's whole body down to her knees as she starts walking. And they've done that several times too, haven't they? But here and they I, did it in I, a really interesting way. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Well, yeah, and, that's, that's yeah. all I wanted to say about that. Well, oh. did, did the two of you catch in that exact moment that she was walking that way because she was walking against the fan? The, the same force that blew Yolanda across the room, Piggy was trying to walk towards the fan. Mm -hmm. Okay, yeah, I, I can see that now. When I, when I look at it now, I see that is why it looked awkward, but it still looked cool. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, some of the best puppetry of the of the season. Well, we've said that a lot. There have been so many moments throughout this entire series where we look at that and go, "Okay, how did they do that?" Yeah. Which is the point of the Muppets. No, it isn't. I think it, it's it's no, great the, because the, no, the they, they do these the extreme. No, no, I'm talking. No, you, you wait. You wait. Well, that sounds familiar. You're not the only person on this call who said that to me. Oh well, no, no, there's there's always been. Probably at least a moment in each of these episodes that you look at and you go, okay, first of all, how do they do that? But even people like, well, people like you and I look at it and do that. But for people who, even for people who don't, that's what makes the Muppets seem so real is because they increasingly are able to do these same sorts of things that you and I can do. And we know that they're not real characters, but it does sort of humanize them and it makes them a lot more real in our world. Okay, I can see that, but I don't think that's the point of the Muppets. The point of the Muppets is to bring the world the third greatest gift. Okay, point taken, yes. Does anyone remember what the world's third greatest gift is? Ice cream, yes. No, no. no. I, it's laughter, I get it, yes. There we go, yes, there. Okay. I was being cute. I, I was just trying to make sure everyone understood the callback. Speaking of callbacks... Look at all the Muppets from Muppets Tonight and earlier who just randomly show up as a part of the Plus 11s in this episode. Like Link I, Hogthrob was there. Link Hogthrob which is was half there. of my prediction. Half of your prediction. Denise was not on his arm, Denise was sadly. not on his arm. And we know why, don't we? Well, we do know why. No, yes. no, you, you really don't know why. It's, it's, you see, if you keep on making these assumptions, then I don't see how any of your relationships are going to go any better. This is half of what, no, this was one of the 50 reasons that led to, it's too complicated. I was trying to talk about how we get to see Droop, who I believe was performed by Peter Linz. Yes. Um, as he's sucking on the hand uh, sanitizer dispenser. Um, oh, man. He's uh, no help. Miss Piggy loved that uh, hand sanitizer dispenser, and now Droop loved it as well. So mm -hmm. I guess they're mm -hmm. really, 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 really popular there, probably because all of the Muppets are just hands. You know, I hadn't thought of that. That's it's very true. funny. It's true. Technically, yes, it is. When, when Droop was sucking on the thing of hand sanitizer, that was Peter Linz's hand just using the thing of hand sanitizer. That's true. Um, 
<laughs> followed by, of course, delivering perfectly. And now they're out of hand sanitizer. Uh huh. Yeah. Really got me. I don't know Love why that. that's funny. I feel like that could have been ad libbed because it has no real reason to be in the scene. Probably so. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why it's funny. But then, yeah, I was having a hard time remembering the names of some of these Muppets. It was, I mean, obviously we've got Old Tom. Yes, we had Old Tom, which was fantastic. But why didn't we have Dead Tom? I know, right? So, because he's dead. That's why. But Dead Tom's always been dead. That never stopped him before. Oh, okay. See, he, he could have been there. And where was Tamanella Grinderfall? <sighs> JD. What? Okay, Kim, here's the thing about JD and Tamanella Grinderfall. We might think it's coincidental that um, Denise became single the same time that you did. Uh, but Tamanella Grinderfall and JD, there's a whole different dynamic. We don't have enough time to go into the unsettling dynamics, the details that surround the relationship of JD Hansel and Tamanella Grinderfall. And because we don't have enough time, we should move on to discussing the next part of this episode, which is when Howard Tubman is oddly reintroduced as oh an actual God. important character in this episode. Yes. How did that happen? Again, just crazy characters well, coming out of the woodwork. Okay, yeah. we know how that happened. Bill Beretta has a lot of power on this show. Yes, he does, as it's, a matter of fact. It's, I mean, it kind of reminds me of, you know, part of why there was so much Elmo on Sesame Street back in the day is how much power Kevin Clash had in various departments Yeah, Sesame. Yeah. And we're but, seeing something similar here. Well, but, but this was... These were fun characters. Yes, there's a lot of Bill in this show. We haven't even really talked about Pepe's, you know, signature line, the whole because love thing. Because um, love. It wasn't that funny. I it just, enjoyed it. I, I enjoyed it when he used it as he was spraying the uh, spray, the perfumey stuff. That's when I really enjoyed it because then it just became this attack. Um, it, it did become, yeah. I get I that. I thought that was funny. It was funny when he did it to Yolanda. Yeah. Yeah, that was funny. But like, and I'm going to jump ahead just a little bit, but mm -hmm. it becomes the last thing that he says in the episode. But at that point, it wasn't funny again. No, I, I, I kind of liked how that was the way they ended the episode. Really? I kind of did. That okay. being said, I wish they had had a different closing during the credits because we basically yes. already knew everything that was said and done in that last in, in the credit roll Agreed. that was completely redundant that didn't need to be there i hate to skip ahead so much but it didn't need to be there and then at the end how does kermit just get to walk onto this plane that he wasn't even planning on you know actually taking all the way to the destination and then just stay there on the plane he bought a ticket he bought a ticket so he could give her a sandwich he's kermit the frog he's rich he can buy a ticket if he wants or did to buy he, a ticket. Did he actually, well, how did he know exactly what flight she was getting on? And then how did Pepe know exactly what flight they were getting on? And then how did they not see each other at all in the airport? I mean, so many questions. I don't understand. Okay, JD. Yes. Repeat to yourself. It's just, just a, show. a show. I should, I should really, really just, just relax. relax. It's just a show. I should really just relax. It's just a show. I should really just relax. And now stop repeating it. Stop. Now That's stop enough. repeating it. Stop. 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 We need to stop this episode of the podcast. We, at this point, yes, need to really stop doing this. 
Yes, we do. Thank you, Steve, for finally joining us. It was my pleasure, JD. Thank you for having me on this episode and on this podcast. It's been a lot of fun. I, I feel like I'm kind of sad that this is the last one, you know? Well, it's the last one of this season. What? No, it's, it's, it is the last one of the season. You're correct, yes. But I, I've, I like, believe in season two. I, no, I, I feel like this has been a great collaboration. I just I wish there was something else that we could collaborate on. Hmm. Hmm. Well, you know, it is the month of March, so maybe there's a chance that we could both work on something like um, March Madness? Something like that? Ooh! Oh, we could... Oh, wait. I hate basketball. Um, That's not going to work. I hate basketball, too. And um, I hate soccer. And I hate baseball. And I hate football. I even kind of hate golf. What do you think about shuffleboard? Could we do... We could do shuffleboard... Mm, no, I haven't been able to shuffle since I got my hip replaced years ago. Oh, okay. There's that. Um, wait a minute. Mm-hmm. Do, do, do you like the Muppets at all? Because I'm thinking about... Stay with me now. Mm-hmm. I, I don't really like the basketball thing, but I like the tournament kind of idea. And, and right. you, know, you know what I like? I like the idea of madness. Do you now? Oh, well, I do. Okay, so I, I have a great idea. Okay. All right. Now, mm-hmm. stay with me. We like Muppets. Mm-hmm. It's March. This is such a stupid bit. We like madness. This is such a stupid bit. What we need to do, JD, is elect the Muppet president. That's <gasps> yeah. what we need to do. Yes, of course. Elect the Muppet president. Elect the Muppet president. Because if there's a president of the United States, and we're not going to like whoever it is who becomes president of the United States, most likely. Just just saying. Odds are we're not going to be very happy. Someone's not going to. Then we need a Muppet president. That way, someone can not like who's the Muppet president, too. Exactly. Right. And then we can make all these conspiracy theories about him. Oh, or her, for that matter. It could be any. It could be a male Muppet, female Muppet, big Muppet, uh, a small Muppet, an old Muppet, a young Muppet. Wow. I'm so glad we just came up with an idea to make Muppet fans angry. I mean, apart from this podcast, we have another way. To yeah. make, yes, this is fantastic. It's, it's amazing that just now we thought of a thing that we can be doing for a Muppet Madness tournament. All right. Well, huh. so I, I guess that's what we're going to do next, folks. I guess that's it. I guess we need to elect the Muppet president. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. Well, Let's on that note, thing. I guess. Um, yeah. Uh, with that. Um, yeah. Well, um, is, is, is Kim still there? I'm here. I... Look, I know that the way I've been acting uh, tonight has been uh, rather cold. I have to keep up my image of someone who's, you know, always, always on top of things and. Not, you have a not, reputation not, to not, uphold, right? Not, not too. I don't. I don't. I try not to come across as too emotional, and I always want to be, you know, pretty, pretty firm and run a tight ship. And I can actually, I wouldn't use the word uphold when talking about your reputation, but that's fine. Okay. Shut up, Steve. This does not. This does not concern you. Um, and and. And so I guess what I'm trying to say is that is that I have something that I want to say to you. Okay. Um and you know I I know that our, our breakup was not exactly a pleasant experience. 
Uh, and I do think that this, this time apart to, to think about things has been good. But I think that maybe we should, well... Oh, J.D., I know what you're going to say. Yes. Yes, I, yes. I, I, I have to say it. I just, I, I don't know why, but I just feel compelled to say King Tut and Jolly Green Giant. What? Hello? J- J- J.D.? What, what just happened? Hello? Am I back together with him, or am I still with you? I, 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 you, you tell me. And the lesson to be learned from that, kids, is that drugs are always a great way to ensure a good cliffhanger. This is a brilliant way to get listeners to come back for another season. So please be sure to give Jared a nice pat on the back for thinking of it. Also, spread the word that ABC needs to renew the Muppets for a season two so that you can find out what happens with Kermit and Miss Piggy's relationship and with the real romance at the heart of the Muppet world, JD and Kim. Thank you very much for listening, and we'll see you next time on Jared Fairclough's Let's Talk Muppets. (laughs) 